All right, let's pray. Father, I love you. Lord, I thank you for um, just sitting on the throne. Uh, Lord, there's times in life where we get so busy and so bogged down and so caught up with just the things of life. And even if they're godly things of life that, you know, we can't really even see which side is up. And uh, Lord, it's, it's times like that that we just need to uh, remember that you're on the throne, <laughs> that you uh, have it taken care of, you desire to use us. But Lord, we just need to uh, to simmer down a little bit and, and just find out uh, where our place is and uh, just to settle in and follow you. And uh, Lord, I do. I just thank you for everything you've done uh, at HBF just even this weekend. The Harvest Party was amazing, Lord. I thank you for being able to meet a lot of people and just uh, share the love of Christ with them. Uh, Lord, I I thank you for the marriage class last night. It was a really good time, and uh, just what you're doing, and in, in, in the the marriages here at HBF, and the people that are even catching it online, and uh, there's just a lot happening. And I just even this morning, being able to just laugh, and uh, it's just it's good for our soul, uh, just to. Uh, just have fellowship uh, with believers, and um, Lord, sometimes it's 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 just really needed. Uh, it, obviously, we always need to be in the Word, uh, Lord. But I do pray that um, that we just have a sense of uh, Philadelphian love, uh, even in a uh, a season uh, where it seems like the world doesn't want that. And so, I just thank you for each and every one of these people that are here today. There's still a lot of people who are out in ministry and doing different things. And so, I just pray that you would uh, just uh, bless the rest of the time we have here this morning. Bless Pastor Brian as he preaches and service and uh, we just praise you for uh, uh, having Elizabeth uh, back home and getting them out of the hospital and uh, just the way that we've ministered to them and uh, Lord you're just you're just good uh, and sometimes we're not and so I pray that we would just focus on you uh, this morning and that you would get all the honor and the glory in Christ's name amen okay so usually you're, you're like what he doesn't have enough stuff up there usually I got a bunch of stuff and so I've got no notes today and there's kind of a reason for that there's multiple reasons for that one um I usually get up really early to finish everything up, and so today it was going to be get up really early to start and finish everything up, because uh, it's been that kind of week. Uh, and I and I had kind of got going on, it and it was good, and then I kind of pulled the plug on it, because next week we don't have class, and we're getting ready to start uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And so I was like, I don't want to start something that I know I'm not going to get finished with, and then have a week off. And so instead, I'm just going to table that uh, here for a couple weeks, and uh, we're going to do something a little different today. So if you have your Bibles, open up to uh, Genesis chapter 6. And so as you're turning there, somebody very quickly, tell me what happens in Genesis chapter 6. All right, it's it's the, you know, where God tells, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, uh, it is where God calls Noah. And so... Um, most of you guys were here at the harvest party yesterday. It was a really good time. Um, you know, I for those of you who don't know how much God has grown me as a person, um, not that I, this needs to be about me, but there was a time in my life where I didn't really want to talk to anybody. Like I just was that not that person, and yet here I am. God has grown me enough that you know they're you know Chris and Lauren. Praise the Lord for Chris and Lauren and all the stuff that they do at HBF, and you know they take VBS and just run with it you know the biggest outreach we do and then what else do they do you know they're like okay we're finally getting recovered for that okay we'll just take the harvest party and run with that and so chris and lauren are um they're really uh, awesome so i love them to death so anyway uh chris he catches me one night and he's like hey um you and Paige want to you know do the greeting at the harvest party and i'm like i mean sure there was a time in my life and i'd be like are you absolutely nuts you know, you want me to talk to people that I don't know and then act like I, you know, it just wasn't me. And so God has really grown me in that way. And then at the same time, he was like, hey, and by the way, do you want to uh, you give the gospel presentation at the end? And I'm like, 
a lot of times when people ask you something, you know, the church thing to say is what? Well, let me pray about it, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And he's, he's kind of looked at me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have any idea how it'll go. But, you know, when somebody asks you to share the gospel, there's no really need to pray about it. You're commanded to do that. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And there's a lot of things going on, a lot of irons in the fire and, and whatnot. And so I was kind of thinking through yesterday, and I feel like, I don't know if you, you know, noticed, but it was really really freaking windy yesterday. And so uh, I, I felt like I was sharing the gospel to the wind. It was nuts. Like it was so windy and I couldn't even hear myself think, let alone what I was saying. And I, I don't even know exactly how it went, but I feel like I really botched it up. And so, you know, God is good and, you know, he'll use Balaam's ass to get the gospel where it needs to go uh, at times. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I, I can understand that. But as I was thinking through like, you know, my whole point yesterday was grace. And I'm like, I really want people to understand that you can know a lot about Jesus, but if you don't understand the grace that comes with Jesus, then you really don't get it. You know, you, you can know all the right things, you can say all the right things, but if you don't really have the peace of grace, and then uh, I'm also teaching through Genesis right now in HBI. And so there's a few people uh, that have kind of been going through that, and it just like it all clicked this morning. Right, how it all needed to tie together. And so uh, most of you guys understand the story in Genesis chapter 6, but let me read a little bit of this because this is... So here's the question you need to ask yourself today. I don't have any notes. This is more of a, I guess you could call it a devotional thought than anything else, but sometimes these are where God will speak to you more than here's three points in a poem and send you on your way. And so uh, here's just something that you need to ask yourself. What exactly is it that God is telling me to do? You just need to ask her, what exactly is it that God is telling me to do? Now, not me, uh, because I feel like God's telling me to do a lot of different things a lot of different times. But when you really boil it all down, because there might be a lot of things, but there's never a time in life. Now, track with me here, because you might be like, well, yeah, there is. There's never a time in life where God's not calling you to do something. It may even be calling you to slow down. It may even be calling you to uh, consolidate, to, you know, but it could be something as, as big as like relocate or uh, as big as, you know, you know, take on something new, a new ministry, a new job, a new whatever. Uh, and so there's just a lot of, I just know people in Passpoint and I know the people that are going to be listening to this and there's a lot of things that God is calling people to do, you know, and sometimes we were just like, yeah, I'll do that, God. And then we never do it, you know, and so... Noah was completely the opposite. And Noah, like, obviously, there's really not any perfect person in the Bible save Jesus Christ. Right? There's a lot of people that we can try to emulate. But uh, I, I really want to be like uh, pre-flood Noah. You know, post-flood, post-flood, he just kind of, he just really stumbled. But I want to be like pre-flood Noah. And here's why. So I'm going to fast forward through the beginning of this thing because there's a lot of really deep doctrinal stuff and we don't have time to get into this stuff. Uh, if you guys can, you know, read uh, Genesis chapter 6, you know, verses uh, 1 to, to 5, you know, and figure that out doctrinally and come tell me about it, that'd be good. And, and we can chat. But we're not going to do that today. Um, Let's just pick it up, though, in verse 5. So we know that the, what's going on on the earth is really messed up. And so God said, saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every, not most, but every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. That's kind of like the world we live in today. Uh, it seems like it doesn't matter who you talk to, uh, the lost world is really messed up, right? You hear about things going on in the public schools. You hear about, you know, it, it, it's like... I. 
you, we're getting ready to have to, you know, there, there's midterm elections coming up, and I'm not a political guy at all, but it's like, uh, can I, is there an option C of I don't like any of you, and let's find somebody that wants to stick with the Bible? Anyway, so no, that's not usually an option, but it's just a messed up world we live in, and it says in verse 6, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Can you think about this for a minute? God created man with a purpose, a, a, a sole purpose to get something done, right? He didn't just make Adam and Eve because he thought it was a good idea. He made them because he was trying to accomplish a mission. He was trying to uh, basically, what, what is the theme of the Bible? The theme of the Bible is a king and his kingdom. And he's trying to establish a people. What, what good is a king if he doesn't have any subjects, right? You're just a guy at that point. And so he is establishing a king and his kingdom. He's got a plan for uh, a chosen people of the nation of Israel. We understand that we're not that. Uh, but because they tripped and fell, we have an opportunity to get in by grace. What do you know? That's grace again. But anyway, I'm not getting too doctrinal here. I just want to kind of inspirationally think this thing through. And so it says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Man, I hope that I don't ever do anything that grieves God at his heart. Like, I know I do things that I trip and I stumble and I fall, but I, good to God that we never do anything that actually grieves God to his heart. Anyway, uh, Verse 7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man who I am created on the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air that I have made them. And then in verse 8, and we know this verse, but we don't really know why. It says in verse 8, But Noah, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The world was messed up. Well, it's kind of like today. The world's messed up, right? Uh, but there's still somebody who needs to stand up and do the right thing. There's still somebody who needs to say, you know what, I, don't, I, I understand that this is what's happening, but I don't want to be a part of it. I understand that it's messed up, but I'm not going to go that way. right? And Noah, we don't know exactly what he was doing. I, I, maybe I'll find out when I get there. right? Maybe I'll ask him, hey, you know, what were you doing that found grace in the eyes of the Lord? And then later on, what in the world were you thinking after you got off the boat? Because you really started to mess up at that point. But anyway, you know, there's a lot of things that I just want to ask when I get there. But anyway, the, the point is, like, what did he do? What was he doing that was so much different that it says he found grace in the eyes of the Lord? And I was thinking this thing through because as I was sharing the gospel yesterday to, to all these people and, and to the wind, I felt like I was talking to nobody. I love to teach because I can look around, I can see people's eyes, and I'm like, at least they are pretending to look at me. Like, in a time like that, I don't, that's just a really hard area to, to do anything. It's, it's really hard for me to do. I don't, I'm not, I would never be a great street pre preacher because I need somebody's attention, you know, even if it's just like fake attention. You know, sometimes I'm just like, Paige can, I, we'll be having a conversation and she'll walk out of the room. And I'll just stop because I'm like, well, that's cool. And, you know, a couple seconds later, I'll hear from the other room, I'm still listening. <laughs> like, I need you to look at me or you're not listening because she's going and doing. And I need somebody's. So she's kind of learned. She's like, I just got to I got to give him the time to hear what he's saying. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. But it was just really it was really hard yesterday. It was messed up. And so I'm like trying to, to do my best to explain like, you know, we have grace. So anyway, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We don't really know why. And so it's, it kind of goes through the generations. It says that he had three sons. And anyway, so, uh, and then in verse 13, it says, And God said unto Noah. Now, this is what's really crazy. You just got to understand, like, the scenario here. We read this and we're like, oh, okay. But you got to understand the scenario. It says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through, uh, through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And Noah's like, Okay. That seems a little harsh, but, I mean, you're God. I guess you can do what you want. He says in verse 14, make thee an ark. Now, understand, you've you got to understand the world of the time. He says, make thee an ark. And he's got to be thinking, 
I'm going to let you finish, but I've got some questions here, right? He says, make thee an ark of gopher wood. <laughs> Rooms which thou shalt make in the ark, thou shalt pitch it uh, within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion that thou shalt make it. And it's like, he gives, he gives all the dimensions. And Noah's like, okay, cubits. So it's like, how big is it? It's like really big. And he's like, okay, so I'm making a boat and it's really big. And he's still not asking any questions. He's just like taking notes. He's like, you're going to put a window in it. And then in verse 17, he says, And behold, I, even I, God's telling Noah this, do bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Okay. Wherein is the breath of life under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee I will establish my covenant, and it shall come into the ark, and uh, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And, and so basically he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, Noah, uh, I want you to build a boat, a really big boat, uh, because I'm going to flood the earth. And I'm, gonna, I'm basically going to destroy everything. And I'm willing to save you and your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives. And by the way, make sure you get some animals in there too. Uh, I'll let them know to be there on time. And so anyway, you just got to understand the, the scenario, right? Because, well, you, you never read that like Noah had to go out on this big journey to round up the animals. They just showed up on time. That's funny. It's like, you know, it's like the verse in uh, the New Testament where uh, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. You know, I'm, I'm sure that somehow or another the, the zebras knew God's voice and they're like, oh, it's time to go. Right. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> God can do a lot of things. Right. The, the, depends on if they're clean animals or unclean animals. That's totally, again, different story. You've got to get understand the story here, though, because I'm going somewhere with this. God says, Noah, I want you to build an ark a really big one, and load up your family and the animals, and I'm going to flood the earth. And it never says that he... It doesn't say anything. And, and at verse 22, this is where you really need to get it. says, Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. It doesn't say that he would have done what I would have done. I'd have been like, bite my tongue, don't say a word. Okay, are, are you done with the commandment? I got, I got a question. What's a boat? A boat for what? you got to understand, it had never rained on the earth at this point. Before the flood, it had never rained. If you understand the way that the, the earth was created, there was like a mist that, uh, take, that took care of those kinds of things. But it had never rained. Now, post-flood, it was different. So, Noah's like, boat, flood. Can you maybe... I mean, have you ever... Sometimes you got really little kids, and they try to explain something to you, and I'm like, I caught like three words there, but you're going to have to tie them together for me. Right? And then, like, your kids get a little older, and then they talk in normal sentences, and then they turn into teenagers, and again, it's like, I caught, like, three words. Can you connect it back together? And, uh, that guy who lost me, that pitch it within and without. Yeah. Pitch. Yeah. So, but, so, so you've got to understand. Noah's like, big boat, flood the world. Okay, can you explain this to me? He doesn't ask any questions. Now, think about your life. God might be like, hey, it's time to... To make a big change, it's time to you know change a job. It's time to uh, get married. You know, it's time to uh, uh, up and move halfway across the country. It's time to uh, start a new ministry that you know is going to to reach whatever it is. It's time to uh, decide I'm going to submit to uh, my spouse or you know whatever it is that God is calling you to do wherever you're at. Because there's never a time that God's not calling you to do something. Maybe it's just to sit still for a minute. But there's never a time. And how often are we like? Yeah, I'll do that, God, but can I just speak my... That's not what it says. You want to know how Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord in the Old Testament times when it wasn't Jesus Christ and a much easier way to find grace? It was obedience. 
It wasn't questioning. It wasn't like, hey, but I've got a better idea. You know, hey, you know, if I got a crew of guys, we could build this faster. You know, it's none of that. He says, okay, this is what you're calling me to do. I got a lot of questions, but I'm going to do it. Why? Because at the end of the day, I trust you. At the end of the day, I know that you know more than me. The Bible says that his ways are uh, higher than our ways. His thoughts are, are, are higher than our thoughts. I can't remember exactly how that goes. But anyway, you get the, they get the point. We don't completely understand God's ways sometimes, but we do need to be obedient. It's like your kids. You tell your kids, hey, I want you to go and clean your room and take out the trash. And you know they're like, I don't really want to do that. My room is clean enough for me, and the trash isn't even full. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to tell me what you thought about it. It's just, are you going to be obedient or not? It's the same thing with God. He's like, hey... It's time to up and move. Hey, it's time to make this change. Hey, it's time to do this. And we're like, yeah, but, you know, we're doing okay down here, God. We've got this kind of figured out. I, that's not what I asked you, son. That's not what I asked you, daughter. I said, are you going to do it or not? Yeah. Yeah, I think I will. Okay, that's good. You know, that's, you want to know how Noah finds grace in the eyes of the Lord? He's just simply obedient, right? And so another thing that I was kind of thinking through as I've been teaching this in in, uh, in Whatever night it is, Monday, what is, what is Tuesday nights, yeah. Man, the days are really running together. Uh, teaching HBI on Tuesday nights, and uh, Mickey's in that class, so she knows what I'm talking about. Uh, is A lot of people use this passage, and they're like, this is why I would never serve God, because he's wicked, and he's harsh, and he would, you know, any God that would do this, I don't want to serve him. I've heard people say this before. I've heard people say, if, 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 he's not a, 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 if, he's, if he's a God of destroying, if he's a God of wrath, then why would we serve him? And here's why. Because even in the book of Genesis, before Jesus is ever mentioned, you see salvation. Even before uh, you know, eternal life is ever mentioned, you see God's way out. He's, from the very beginning, given us an option. We've got free will from the very beginning. Do you want to follow or not? I'm not going to make you do it. It's up to you, right? My ways might seem crazy. Uh, you want me to get up and go to church on Sunday mornings? I mean, for the most part, yeah, I want you to follow me. You want me to like give of my time and you know come and meet a bunch of people that I don't even know? Yeah, I've got a purpose in it. Uh, you want me to like play a game and do the same thing over and over again? Like, how many times did you guys drop pennies in the little thing yesterday? It seemed like a lot, I bet. How many times I picked up stones for <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, well, there's times that we're just like, why would we do this? And God's like, well, because I asked you to. I'm, I'm trying to see if you're actually willing to take a step of faith, if you're willing to follow me, or if you're just doing this for you. And we're like, why would we do that? Because for, even from the book of Genesis, he's trying to say, I have a way that you can choose, but it's totally up to you. I think the thing that I love most about Christianity and, and the God that I serve is this, is that it's 100% free will. The thing that like turned me on to God, and I know you guys are like thinking last night still, and... Uh, we talked about intimacy last night, so it's kind of like weird to say that. But the thing that really got my attention with God more than anything was the fact that the things that I thought I knew of God weren't true. The things that I thought I understood really weren't the way that it was. It wasn't like God said I had to do this, 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 and this, and I had to change. No, he said he just wanted a relationship with me and that, you know, I might decide to change some things. And it took me some time to do those things, to learn and to, to grow. But the thing that got me going for Christ more than anything was the fact that it was totally my choice. At the end of the day, it had nothing to do with what the preacher was preaching, what this guy over here was doing, what these people over there were. It was like, am I going to just simply follow or am I not? God never says, hey, you have to do this. He says you can if you want to. And so as I'm 
thinking through like sharing the gospel yesterday and I used the analogy of uh, getting pulled over not very long ago and uh, probably driving a little too fast and you know the, the guy's like I'm going to give you some grace today and I'm like I, I didn't say this but I was like if you only understood what grace really was but at the time I'm like no ticket sounds good uh, but anyway uh, I'm just thinking like no Abby's laughing because there was a time in my life where I used to get pulled over a lot but I it's, it had been it had been years since I had uh, been pulled over, and it like caught me off guard. So anyway, pulled over. I mean, I've been here for what, like an hour? So yeah, that's how long. Uh, anyway, I don't drive as fast as I used to. I'm just going to call it like it is. Not that like a little bit of sin is better than a lot of sin. It's still sin. But the point is, so I'm thinking through yesterday and I'm like, so I share in the gospel and I was trying to make people understand that like you can know about Jesus. You can know uh, all the things that Jesus did. And we, we referenced this even last week. Uh, you can know all about a person, but at the end of the day, if they don't know you, they're going to look at you and be like, do I know you? Like, it's awesome that you know a lot about me. It's awesome that you know, like I used the Patrick Mahomes example yesterday. Like, it's awesome that you know that I can throw the ball left-handed and that I can throw it without looking. It's awesome that you know all the stats of my games and that I, all the things that I've done. But at the end of the conversation, which is very one-sided because he's caught off guard, he's like, do I know you? There's going to be a lot of people who stand at the great white throne trying to explain to Jesus how they went to church all these years, how they did all these quote-unquote good works, and he's going to be like, do I know you? And that's like a really hard fact because people know about Jesus, but they don't know the grace of Jesus. They don't understand that it's the grace that makes it happen. It was the fact that God was willing to sacrifice. We don't understand that. Like, we don't comprehend that. We look at the story in in Genesis and we're like, but Noah should have been like, hey, can we do something different? You're God. Can't you just like poof and make an ark? No, I want you to labor for 120 years, Noah. Build this boat. Like, it wasn't just like it took him a week. In a week's time, think about the thoughts that go through your head in a week's time doing something you don't want to do. Like, I can talk myself out of a lot of things. He built this thing for 120 years, and it doesn't say that he ever was like, are you sure this is the right thing? Mocked, ridiculed, people thinking he's the craziest dude in the world. But you know what? Sometimes that's what it takes to find grace in the eyes of the Lord. Sometimes it's just when somebody looks at you and say, you're going to move halfway across the country. Um, yeah, this is what that's I think I feel like this is what God's telling me to do, right? You're, you're going to uh, you're going to get married. You're going to, to change jobs. I used this analogy the other day. I can't remember what it was. Uh, there was a time in my life where, uh, where I had an opportunity to change jobs. And this is back when I didn't make really any money at all, but I had liberty in the job that I had. Uh, and so... Uh, I don't remember where I was even telling the story. Do you remember? Yeah. Anyway, so I had this opportunity. Uh, I got a call, and they were like, hey, do you, I have a job for you. I, was, I could have been a union carpenter at the time. I was a lot younger, um, and I didn't have to go through. He was like, I'll start you as a journeyman, I'm like full scale today. I, it would have been like a three times pay raise, and I ended up turning it down. People thought I was nuts. Family thought I was nuts. I think there for a minute my wife might have even thought I was nuts, but she wasn't because she follows. But it, it boiled down to... I had just went to uh, London. We led a trip to London, uh, sharing the gospel. We were there for two weeks. And as I was at the airport getting ready to leave for London, I get a call from Pastor Randy, the missions pastor. And he's like, hey, uh, there was an earthquake in Nepal, and we're putting a team together to go for two weeks. Uh, we leave three days after you get back. Is this something you'd be interested in? I didn't have time to call work. He's like, I'm ordering the tickets today. we got, like, one more spot on the – and I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> – 
for an entire month, I worked for three days. I had to call my boss and was like, hey, by the way, when I get back, uh, I'll be at work for a couple days, then I'm gone for another two weeks. You know, and now it's like I, you know, we own our own business, and I feel like I'm tied down even more sometimes. But I, I turned this thing down. Why? Because I didn't have peace about it. I knew that if I would have went, I didn't have the liberty. Sometimes you have to understand that like, what God is calling you to do is more important than what you think is going to benefit you. Does that make sense? Like, I hope you understand that because understanding and following what God is calling you to do is so much more beneficial to you than what you think is going to benefit you in the, in the near moment. And understand, like, I had a wife. I had three kids. Like, I had every reason to do this. But sometimes when God is calling you to do something, and sometimes God calls you to not do something, are you going to obey? Are you going to say, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I don't understand it. I don't want to. But if this is what you're saying, yes, sir. And so, like, when we're trying to explain grace to somebody, and sorry, this is like me trying to put thoughts into words over yesterday and and bringing this into what I've been uh, seeing, is sometimes we just need to stop trying to make things so fancy, so eloquent, so... um, Hard to understand. Sometimes we try to dumb things down so much to make people understand that they don't understand. Uh, you know what it really needs to, to. You know what I really should have said yesterday. And I don't know. God made maybe people get saved. I don't know. Like I shared the gospel. I feel like I did what I was told to do. But if I would have just been like, "Hey, uh, God loves you, and He's got a plan for you. Are you willing to be obedient to that? He gave everything for you. If you'll just choose to follow, it's totally up to you." You know, there's there's a day when you're gonna have to answer for that, but it's totally up to you. Are you are you willing to are you willing to obey? Are you willing to just simply follow me? Maybe that would have been more impactful because you know what? That's what that's what caused grace. That's what caused him to uh, grow in the Lord. Right? Noah's like, yeah, I'll build a boat. Not sure what for. Not sure why. Seems like you're not happy. Uh, I'm sure I'll go. Whatever it is, the Bible is full of stories like this. Like, the Bible is full of people that are like, you want me to do what? Hey, you, you want to do, why? Why would I do that? I, I don't know, maybe because I said so? You know, too often, we just don't understand. So the question that you need to boil it back down to, and this today is, you know, short, but maybe it's impactful, I don't know. It is for me, and sometimes, sometimes I can get up here and teach a lot of stuff, and, like, I get some things from it, but I, I've gotten more from this just over the past, you know, couple days and piecing this all together. What is it that God is calling you to do? Just ask yourself that. And really, it boils down to, am I going to be obedient or not? It's totally up to you. It really is up to you. God wants you to find grace. God wants you to live in grace and grow in grace. That's a Brian Hedges phrase, grow in grace, right? But it's not going to happen if you're not just willing to simply say, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll stay. Yeah, I'll do. Whatever it is. You know, sometimes God's calling you to go. Sometimes he's calling you to stay. Sometimes he's telling you to stop. I, I can't tell you whatever it is in your life. All I'm saying is, whatever it is that God's calling you to do, maybe you ought to just be like, I don't understand, but I'm not asking questions. I'm just going to say, okay, why? Uh, I don't know, m- maybe because he's God and I'm not. Maybe because he created the universe and I didn't. And maybe because he knows things that I don't. He knows what's coming. He knows tomorrow. He holds tomorrow. I don't. And so you can line everything up to where you think everything's going to piece together just perfectly. You ever had something like in your life and it's like, this is going to go perfect. And then when it's over, it's like, well, that didn't go like I thought, right? Well, 
Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Easy likes them. The, the point is, like, God does know tomorrow. And so when He's calling you to do what seems crazy, it's because He already knows. You don't. He just wants to know, are you going to obey or not? Are you going to follow or not? Are you going to sacrifice you a little bit or not? Go back to last week we talked about in past point. Sometimes he's just like, hey, maybe if you just do a little bit less for you and like just like a smidgen for me, that'd be awesome. But, you know, it's up to you. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying God's doing some things and like find out what it is. And if you're like, well, I don't really feel like God's calling me to do anything. Well, maybe start there because I promise he is. So start there, you know, uh, and, and, and grow from there. So, all right, let's pray. Today was different, but it's good. No class next week, uh, so it'll be good. If you see somebody you don't know today, shake their hand. Make them feel like they're welcome. You know, sometimes that's all it takes is somebody to be like, hey, I, I don't know you, but like these people don't know me, but I felt like it was family. Like, that's what this is about. So, anyway, let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for today. Lord, you're good to us, and uh, sometimes we're not. And so, God, I thank you for just the simplicity of the Bible. Um, too often we try to really make it complex and uh, Lord, I, I thank you for uh, just boiling it down to, uh, am I going to obey or not? And uh, Lord, I pray that you would make the call in our life clear, uh, whether it is to, to go or to do or to serve or whatever it is, Lord, make it clear in our life and then uh, really just bring us to a point of decision. Uh, God, you want to know if we're going to obey or not. And so I pray that you would call us to, to serve, to call us to grow in grace so that we could just be uh, little little Christ in the world. And I pray that we are lights to a dark world. I thank you for the things that happened yesterday at the, the harvest party. I pray that if there, there are guests today or uh, people who might still be interested, that we would just uh, meet them where they're at. You know, the, the gospel does the work. We just need to love them uh, because that's what you did to us. So, Lord, I thank you for this class. It's been a really good morning just to laugh and have a good time. Uh, thank you for each and every one of these people. Um, they just mean the world to Paige and I and our, and our family. And so, uh, Lord, we love you. We pray you just bless uh, Brian as he preaches to us this morning in Christ's name. Amen. I